previously on Analysis Complete. What are you doing here? I, I should be asking the same thing. Where are we supposed to be? Back. We can't go back. I am honored to be here in your presence. Whose presence? Why, yours, you little sunbeam. But you all have got to get back on that ship. You're coming with us? No, no. My place is at the altar of Diocles where I preach the gospel and it is making its way on wavelengths back to Earth. I'm going to go get Melanie. I start crying. She lifts her head up. You can see her eyes are completely filled with blood. You feel this incredible pulse of energy go throughout your body and it tells you bring me Pressure, the tension, the anxiety is coming. Yeah. Because we were talking about this pre, pre-recording. Two players. I won't name their names, Gail and David. <laughs> two players <laughs> contacted me, and by contacted, Gail just said it while she was in bed one night. And David <laughs> emailed me like a fucking professional, and said, "Hey." hey. <laughs> How do we contact Earth? <laughs> Can we you know, do we've that? We've never talked about this. Is that Can possible? We, we never talked people? about this in six episodes. We never talked about contacting Earth. Is that possible? And I yeah. thought about it, and I, I talked to them about it because I I do have a plan. I swear I have a plan. And I was talking to them about it, and I realized it's because they're looking for mommy. <laughs> they're starting to get a little worried. Not untrue. Everybody was talking a big game. We're gonna we're gonna find our friends and everything, and then they met one the size of two mini buses, mini minivans, <laughs> connected together, slightly smaller than a real bus, so I couldn't just say bus. And uh, you know, Rook's jacket and a hastily written letter, and they're starting to have second thoughts. No, I think it was the dude saying that God was on this planet. That's right. <laughs> Caster, Rook, several minutes have passed since Dr. Freya Locke went up the parabola to go get Melanie Devontes. Hey, uh, Caster, sorry, we just kind of lost in all of this. Should we be worrying about uh, Dr. Locke? She wanted to go retrieve uh, Miss Devontes, hasn't returned yet, so. On this planet, it seems like there is always cause for worry. Okay. Uh, Dr. Asper, you mind just weighing right here? When you mention Dr. Asper's name, you turn and you see that he is on his hands and knees inspecting the ground 
that this temple structure, this tower, is built on. Dr. Esper, I know you don't wear glasses, I don't think, but you, you, you looking for something? Um, I don't know. It's very odd, this floor. And you all look down, and you can see that the floor has these geometric shapes on it, right? This is the way I described it a while back. There's, it's almost like a, an explosion, an explosion of trapezoids and circles and triangles, almost like they're in the, like a burst of stars, except instead of stars, they're, they're shapes. And he's running his fingers along the shapes. Doc, I... Okay. I don't know what you're seeing in the... In the ground there, but I'm gonna let you do your thing. You know what? I know it's been a little bit of a stressful night. You do your thing. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just take the paracord and kind of, uh, if possible, wrap it around one of the, like, bases, one of the pillars of this little thing. Yeah. Yeah, and just kind of, like... I just kind of yeah, yeah. tie into a complex knot. I'm not too worried since his hands are tied. The only way he could probably go through is like biting the paracord, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, Sep. You stay right there. We'll be right back. It's not that we don't trust you because, well, frankly, I don't, but... Be safe up there, Rook. Y- yeah, I will. And, and you know what? You know what will give you a lot of safety here, Sep? You got anything uh, good? Anything worth taking here from the crate? I know you have quite a stockpile here, but anything real quick, just point it out for me. Oh, no, I don't think you need anything that I've got. I guess after you. Why, of course, I'll lead the way. Uh, Take out the revolver, have it primed at the ready, and uh, we'll make our way up. You all walk up this parabola, and it's not easy. Like, it's it's effort, but you make it to the top. You know, it's like going from the the 50-yard line to the top of the soldier field for any Bears fans out there. I'm sure we have a lot of football fans who listen to Mothership role-playing game actual plays. <laughs> yeah, that Venn diagram. Yeah. I don't know. Particularly Bears. <laughs> Particularly Bears fans. <laughs> Specifically Bears fans. Let's, let's further <laughs> narrow our niche even more. You all make it to the top, and there are these large boulders and jagged rocks. And coming around the corner of one of them, before you all even have a chance to really start looking around... Uh, you see Melanie Devantes and Dr. Frey Locke. Why, hello, you two. What is the cause for the delay? You all can see that Melanie Devantes is rubbing her eyes like she's been crying. Melanie was just upset. I, I, I mean, it's been really trying. I, I think we both just needed some time. Absolutely. Where's Martin? Where's George? We took care of it. Monsep is, uh... Cooperative, I'd say, but he's definitely he lost his fucking marbles. That's for sure. So, is he dead? No, no. I mean, he should be. I don't know how he's gonna really be used of us. He he's been living out here. He's been living out here for quite some time. And uh, something about a god, I think. Something about um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's he's, he's fucking nuts. But Sergeant Vi is. Dead. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Devantes. Yeah, Sergeant Vi. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I believe Sep, but uh, her head is just—it's out there. So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like you know, like a little bowling ball of just Sergeant Vine, nine-pound ball. Uh, it's disgusting. Martin Sapp claims that she was not worthy, and did he? No, 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 no. Well, he I... did admit to decapitating her, but he said she was already dead. Yeah, and you know, 
He also believes that this planet is inhabited by God. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? What's... what do you mean? I'm just saying what Martin said. Like we're just... Sergeant Via, her head is down there? Yes. Yeah, do you want to see it for yourself? No, no I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't. No. Now listen, like, I don't know why you're blaming us. This is all entirely on set, okay? We just walked into this shit. Yeah, and you're just walking out of it. What do you mean? Like, it's not... I have been right every moment that we have left the Haven. Every moment. I said from the beginning there was no reason to go out. And every moment that we've stayed out here has been fucking awful. And it seems like I'm the only one who notices how fucking awful it is. You're not. Look at Rook. He knows how fucking awful it is. But we signed up to come here and figure out this place. And we have not done that. Seems like we tried. Seems like we failed. Seems like we're trying again and hopefully not failing. But Martin is our crewmate. May have lost his marbles doesn't matter we need to take care of him try and get him home try and get him medical attention psychological attention that i can't give him here i'm a field medic we need to care about each other take care of each other as much as possible stick together as much as possible okay very inspiring words dr Locke. very inspiring i mean look dr Locke's in good spirits and that's very rare and frankly, I feel quite okay too. We're almost there, Devantes. You understand? You you came all this way. We dotted our eyes and crossed our T's. We just gotta find Captain Wakefield. See if he died. See if he didn't die. I think he might be up north where he says his God is. And uh, once we have all our people, we're gonna just hightail it back to the Belisa. And you get what you want, we get what we want. Bada bing, bada boom. Exactly. You're almost there, kid. So what are we doing? Heading north. North. To where your rhino was. Yeah, where the fucking rhino was. I do believe we might want to shut off whatever is causing this interference while we're here. You got any ideas on how to do that? I mean, I'm... Well, we still have not been into the tower. There might be an easy way... To shut off the signal. There is something interfering with my systems. And right. potentially it can help uh, not only with that, but also for us to be able to use a compass in the future. Keep, keep in mind here, Kester. As you got closer to the tower, I mean, because we're going to be going away from it here soon. Like, maybe maybe uh, give us a couple hours here. We'll be heading away from it. Was it getting worse? Or has it always been this way? Well, I, it, it certainly has been getting stronger as we've been approaching. But I believe that... This tower may be the reason why my memory was corrupted at some point. Well, we can't be having it corrupt twice now, right? So No. Okay, we'll take a look. Devantes. Yeah. If we're going to make it out of here, you got to be in. You understand? Are you in? Yeah, I guess I am. I don't want you to say, I guess I am. Are you in? Yes or no? Yeah, I'm in. All right. Let's go. Give us a couple hours here down at base camp, down there in that pit. We'll find out what Sep has been storing up. Maybe he'll give us a little bit more, uh, little clues as to what the fuck he's been doing out here. Then we head out. Devontes, 
Devantes picks up a crowbar from the ground and starts walking down the parabola. I don't think I've seen a smile one time this entire time with her. No. I don't know that I've seen many of us smile this entire time. Let's just get to work and get moving. Let's get this done. You all make your way down the parabola back to the tower where Martin Sapp has been staying for you're not sure how many days. When you get close, you can see Martin is sitting just outside the tower with the rope still tied to a corner, one of the pillars, and he's sitting on his butt, his knees up to his chest, and the sun's starting to peek through some of the the clouds, just a sliver of sunlight before some more dark clouds start to swallow it up. And for a moment, you can see Martin Sapp with longer hair, bushy beard, and he looks up and smiles. His teeth are dirty and looks like maybe his breath was, is probably the worst you've ever smelled. And he just kind of waves. I'm going to kneel down, maybe like five feet from him. And do a little wave back. And looking at the state of him, I'm going to just smile and say, uh, Hey, Ma, and someone I just... I want you to take a good look at me right now. Yeah? Do I look the same as when you last saw me? No. How about Dr. Locke? Does she look the same? No, sir. What's changed about us? It's hard to put into words. Is it like the way we carry ourselves, the way we look? You know... That's all pretty similar, which is kind of endearing. Yeah, okay. I'm going to stand back up and just uh, (laughs) walk around and wait for everyone else to to group up. You might want to give them a moment. They're having a little heart-to-heart chat. Sure. That's fine. Dr. Freya Locke, you can see inside the temple that Dr. George Asper and Melly Devantes are speaking to each other. And... He puts his forehead on her forehead, and she hugs him very tightly, and then they separate, and he starts to walk out towards you. This is incredible. What? These are shapes. Uh, yeah. We're not talking about weird dogs. We're talking about intelligent life. Yes. That's what we suspected with uh, the structure that apparently was seen on the drone. Well, there must be something that's given Martin this amount of belief in something godlike, something sentient. I feel an incredible amount of vibration. I feel like my bones are being tickled. It's incredible. Jay, do I feel this? If you take a moment to be still. And I do. You can hear something similar to a tuning fork, but one that is ringing from the center of the earth. Is it being here in this satellite dish? Yeah. I want to I want to show you all something that I've noticed. Okay? And he escorts you all into the into the tower under the arches and he shows all the different shapes and then at this in the center of the room is like a fire pit that has been made by martin sap and he says caster help me with this it's still warm 
It looks like an old, like a like a bin from the, the haven. Why, yes, what would you like me to do? I need it moved. That is what masons are built for. Thank you. And, Castor, you lift up this bin that has these logs. You don't know where these logs come from, because you guys haven't really seen trees. So, presumably, they would come from the, the forest, maybe to the north. And you move it out, and underneath is a perfect circle. And he says, that's what I thought. And he gets down on the ground, which is still warm from the fire that had been resting there. And he runs his fingers around the edge. And he says, I think this is a hole. A hole? I think this opens like a manhole cover. Would you like me to try to lift it? It's a little bigger. And he he starts feeling around. And inside this circle are other shapes. Rectangles. And he runs his fingers along these rectangles and they pop open to form these large handholds. The hands that would be able to get in here would be rather large, bigger than humans. Those are really, really, really big handholds. Castor, do you think you might be able to lift this? I don't know how thick this is. I can certainly try. Yes, please. Castor, I need you to do a strength check. And you can add, I don't know if you have anything else you can add to it. Alright, I'll add my linguistics to it. Yes. Great. Now you're speaking my language. (laughs) Uh, No, I have nothing adequate to add here. Let's see here. Ah! Uh, That's a 67. That's going to be a failure. Or can he add his linguistics? Like he's just going, fucking shit, get up, come on, come on. <laughs> if you can string, if you can string together the perfect set of expletives while li- while lifting this, it will unlock an, a new ability inside of you. Preferably in a different language. Yeah. Yeah, preferably in alien. Uh, you go to lift it, and it's just too heavy. But you think that if you had something else that could assist you, like something mechanical, maybe so, something that could move it, help you move it, you might be able to get it up. Mechanical. Could someone help, since it's extra large handholds? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I definitely don't volunteer. <laughs> but um, I, I do say uh, someone want to help him? Does it look like there's there would be like a, a lever point for like the crowbar to be able to help in this... Uh... Melanie Devantes holds it up and she says, yeah. yeah, we can do this. I'll help you out. And she crosses in front of Rook and shoulder checks him as she goes to place this crowbar into the handhold. Uh, as she does that, I just, I smile underneath my breath, say nothing. I'm going to give you one more shot at this, Dave. So is it another strength check, or is it easier because she's helping me, or... Uh, it is easier, so I'll let you have an advantage on it. An advantage, okay. Man, 38, which is barely a failure. Yeah, that's like two points, right? Yeah, 34 is my strength. And 70. Yeah, it's just not going to work. Hey, uh, Sap. You fiddle yeah. around with this, with this, what we're fiddling around with before, or he leans his head into view from outside. He's not there. Oh, what y'all find in there? Well, you had your little, uh, your little fire. We found a little, 
Well, we think it might be a little hole down to the ground. Oh, gosh, I didn't know nothing about that. You lying to me? No, sir, I ain't lying to you. I'm not surprised you guys found it. What do you mean? Well, you all are pretty special. Do you know what lies down here? I didn't know there was anything there. I just thought this was it. I mean, guys, what are we looking for? I mean... This Looking is really... for a way to turn this off, I guess. Right? And it's underneath the ground. I mean, technically, and if we think of a satellite dish, is it... There's a power do button that you don't want to have to send groundhogs... Yes, but it's at the bottom of the dish. And this isn't a regular dish. Look, um, if we can't do this, then we should just get moving. You know, we could get a lot of done this early in the day. Sorry, Kirsten. That they won't budge, I don't think. Let us know if we get farther away from this place. Let me know if it gets any worse, and maybe we'll find some answers to it later down the line. We could always, uh, well, this seems like a drastic measure, but we could always throw a grenade onto it. Oh my god. Now gosh. that is what I am talking about, Cast. Cast, did you? Now that's fun. In fact,. The two handholds are big enough that each handhold could hold a grenade. This this is a structure built by a civilization, first of all, that lives here. Um, a, a, a group of beings had to have put this into place. Um, yeah. Do we really want to anger them by destroying it? Like, how Dr. would we Luck. feel if somebody showed up and blew up the pyramids? Either way, Dr. Locke, if we find whatever made this thing, if we want to live here, we're going to have to kill all of them, you know? We, who says we want to live here? Like, I don't even know that we, we haven't done any, enough work to even figure that out. The people that, that fucking hired us. If we want civilization to live here, we're not going to be sharing it with no alien cryptic things. We're going to kill everyone, last one of them. But we're not going to do that with just the, the, like, four of us. I mean... Again, we're kind of stranded here right now, and yes, I'd like to get off, and yes, it'd be nice, but I think we should let, you know, an army do that. Kesta, as much as I like your plan, we have to uh, be conservative with our firepower. I understand. I I hope the signal does not cause any further interference. I hope so, too. I, I mean, if this made, if this thing made you inoperable and we didn't have you here, then fuck yeah, I'm throwing both grenades at it. But a little static, a little interference, it's not going to really do much for you. Hey, Martin. Yes, ma'am? If we blow this up, do you think uh, that'd be okay? You want to blow up what exactly, ma'am? I'm, I'm a little confused as what you're all the, trying to attempt here. This structure, this this piece. The whole tower? Well, uh, I, don't I don't know if we can blow it all up, but tower. at least most of it. This is the altar of Diocles. This is how I send my message. Just build another one. Well, I didn't build this one. I don't know if I could even figure out how to build another. Besides, I mean, you don't even need a church. You don't even need a temple. You know, you just... All you need is your word, your gospel. Right, Seth? You don't need this. Well, that is true. I don't need it. But it's not really for me. It's for all those people back on Earth. Martin, do you have any idea of how... We could shut this signal off. Well, why would you want to shut the signal off? It's, we gotta warn them. It's disturbing casters' protocols. Once we're able to leave, you can switch it back on if that's what yeah. you would like to do. 
who has the grenades? I'd like to assume it was me because I'm the one that removed the vest off yeah, of him. Yeah, you definitely removed it. I don't know if we said what you did with it, but you definitely took them off. Yeah. Okay. Melanie Devantes says, I'm with Caster. <laughs> I'm all in. You want to blow this up? Is that what? what? Yeah. Nice. I mean, <laughs> Doug Desmond? I, um, I am very curious about what's underneath, but I don't know if this is the right way to go about it. I, uh, abstain courteously. Well, I also abstained then, so that way it's 2-1, <laughs> right, Dr. Luck? So it's 2-2-1? Two, two, is that the, <laughs> the drop? 2-4, blowing it up, 2, don't care, and, well, it might even be 3. No, I is care. it 2-2-2? Two, two, two? Do I yeah. get a vote? I'm still a part of the crew. You are, Martin. You're very much a part of the crew. Jay question. Yes, ma'am. Do I know from my old Greek days? Um, Diocles. Gosh, I don't know, Gail. Your old Greek days? I didn't catch that in the backstory. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm saying yeah. I remember mean, learning Greek in Dr. high Locke school. You learned of... Greek in high school, like the I Greek mean, stories. Yeah. I'm like, I'm saying, do I remember? Was in a for, uh, mm. sorority. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely <laughs> in a sorority. <laughs> the uh, Alpha Beta days? Yeah. Uh no, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know. I guess we'll have to make a roll to see if you know what Diocles means. Okay. Why don't I remember this? I feel like Gail knows this. Right. I, I, I'm not going to make you roll for this. Oh. Diocles is a pioneer. He's a philosopher and pioneer in medicine. Oh, okay. He Sing. was second to only, was it Hippocrates? Hippocrates. Hippocrates. With the Hippocratic Oath. See, I think I know that man. Okay, all right. Martin, Diocles, is is that the name of the being to the north? How the fuck are you pull that out of your ass, Dr. Locke? What? Well, he said the altar of Diocles. I don't know. Uh, but Diocles is, well, as far as I know, is a ancient Greek physician. It's funny you ask that question, man. I just, that's what it felt like to me. What it felt like? This it, place. This place felt like? A Greek physician? No. And he points at George Asper and he goes, You called it that. And George Asper looks at him and looks at the rest of you and he says, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what he's speaking about. You were the one who told me about Diocles. Did he tell you this before? Or did he just tell you this now? No, he told me uh, a long time ago when we first got here. Do you still have all your memories, Martin? Do you remember the full 267 oh, yeah. days? I sure do. Do you know why the rest of us don't? Yeah, I do. Were we hurt, Martin? No, ma'am. None of you were hurt. Were we healed? No. Okay, Seb, just, just fucking spit it out. What? What happened to us? <sighs> it's not for me to say. Oh, I'm my fuck. Leading God. you all to the north. Okay, okay. Let's just... Let's just get this over with. Um, if you're all going to blow it up, blow it up. Let's go. Caster, are you going to blow it up? Caster is going to pull George to the side briefly and just say in confidence, I don't believe we need to blow this up. I think you are strong enough to lift this. Caster, I, I don't know if I want to do this. Are you asking me to do this in front of everybody? I, 
<laughs> I don't feel comfortable with that. Hiding your gifts and how you can fully aid the rest of the group, I don't believe is in the best interest of our survival. If you're able to lift it, then that's two more grenades we have to protect ourselves later on. If you want, I can help you lift it, and even though you'd be the one that would be the one succeeding in it, we can make it seem like it needed both of our strengths. Rook, what if we loop it through one of these archways, the paracord, we use it like a pulley? That way all of us could help pull and help cast her. Yeah, I, I got a little bit of paracord left. I'm not too sure if it's going to be enough. The rest of it, I, I used quite a bit of it on a... Well, why don't Sap. we just take what's on, on Sap off? I'm going to look over at Sap. What's he looking like right now? Is he looking... He looks like a dog waiting for somebody to feed him a biscuit. I don't know if if they... You really... You guys really want to say what's fucking down there. Sure, let's do it. But he needs to be as far away from me as possible since I have the dangerous things. So have him be at the front, have him be at the back. I don't give a fuck. So have him be as far away from me as possible. I'll stand with him far away. You be on the other side of the tower. I'll be over here with him. Take the crate, too. All right. Give it a shot there, Doc. Hey, Sap, you're free to go. As I begin to unravel the uh, paracord from the neck first. You start to unravel this paracord from Martin Sapp. And he says, I can help pull too. Right. I'm still part of the crew. You are. Now, just don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Please. Putting a lot of trust in you here. As I begin to slowly take off the wrist restraints. And then it's off. He looks up at you and he says, I'd die for you, Rook. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. I'm glad we're on the same page. All right, sunbeams, let's pull up this hole. <laughs> you all are able to loop through the the handhold, the paracord, and you're able to thread the, the rope through one of the archways. Dr. George Asper, Rook, Melanie Devantes, Dr. Freya Locke, you're all able to grab a part of this, and you're going to tug-of-war this while Caster grabs the other handhold to also lift doesn't require any roll. You all start to feel it come off the ground. This large circle It's very thick, comes up, and as you tug again, it slides a little bit onto the rest of that platform where it was on the floor, so it won't fall into place, leaving a gap for you all to to go down the hall. I look down. Is, is it just straight darkness looking down? It's dark down there, but you can see the light coming in from up here. You can see a ladder, and you can hear an echo. It's a strange echo, too, because as you, you, as your feet hit, it has this weird, like whenever you talk through a fan, mm. that's what the echo sounds like. Caster takes uh, one of the glow sticks and snaps it and drops it down the hole. You do so. And after a very quick moment, you can see it land on a platform at the bottom of these stairs, or these, you see it land on a platform at the bottom of this ladder. It's maybe 50 feet, 60 feet down. So not too far. But when it hits the ground, the sound it makes resonates 
so loudly, the hairs on your arms stand up and it shakes you for a moment. Jeez Louise. Remind me oh. of playing operation. Oh yeah. Well this is this is the good brain tingles right here. And like Ugh. this. I don't know what's going on. It's like an amplifier. It amplifies anything. Caster, we did it. Wanna just head down there yourself or you need backup? Caster's already on the ladder on the way down. Caster, you start going down the ladder. I need you to make another speed check. Because you're going to want to move very slowly. Oh, so the speed check is to see how slow I can move? Yeah. Like how dexterous? Yeah. Oh. Because if he clomps down, I'm guessing. Right, Jay? Yeah. yeah, Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I failed three things already. Let's see if it's four. (laughs) Thirteen. All right. That'll, That'll work. Your body controls itself as it heads down this ladder, and you make it to the bottom. Your eyes go into that kind of uh, night vision. You can see that you're standing on a platform that has a large podium, like a console wrapped around half of it. And it has different types of geometric shapes embedded onto it. It looks like like a soundboard and like a studio, like one of those big consoles, except instead of knobs and stuff, it's these geometric shapes. Connected to your platform are over a hundred different cables stretching out to the ceiling, and they vary in width. Some are as big as your arm, and some of them are maybe a, a foot in diameter. But they look like massive, massive metal cables. Is there some sort of, like, master system? Does it seem like there's a screen of some kind down here, or...? No. No. It's just this console. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna start trying to interact with the console and see what happens, I guess. Yeah. I need you to make... This is what I need. You're looking at this, and you're trying to see if you can parse out some type of reasoning, a a logic. You can identify that this looks like some type of interface. Yeah. So how do these shapes interface? So I'm going to ask you to make a computer check, and I I would actually allow you to put linguistics on it if you wanted to. Uh, what about hacking? Is this kind of... Sure. Yeah. So hacking, but not artificial intelligence in that. Okay, so like hacking and linguistics, plus my intelligence. Yeah. Okay. Okie dokie. That is a one. Nice. That's awesome, man. You turn this on, you find something where you're able to shift these geometric shapes so that they line up to each other. And you can hear all of these strings start to pulse. Dr. Locke, Rook, George Asper, and Melanie Devantes, you all are at the bottom of this parabola. And I need each of you to make a body save. Oh no! Yeah... 
Oh, dang it. So close. I failed. Okay. Uh, success with a six. Oh, man. All right. Gail, you are going to take two points of damage as this thing starts to vibrate your skeleton inside your body. And he hasn't even oh, started geez. to really mess with it yet. Whatever is, is going on, you all need to not be here while he does it. Dear listener, I hope you're enjoying the show. I just wanted to take this moment to tell you about how you can help Out of Depth produce even more cool stuff like the podcast you are listening to right now. For one, you can recommend our show to other folks looking for podcasts. Getting our show into the ears of more people is our number one goal right now. So if you could just recommend it to friends and strangers, leave reviews, all of that would really help us out. If you are in a position to do more than that, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash get out of depth. It's where you can subscribe at any tier you feel comfortable with for as long as you feel it's worth it. Those funds help us keep the show running, do even more cool projects, and allow us to afford more collaborators to work with. Their time and contributions to our shows are so valuable, and you can help support these efforts by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash get out of depth patrons also have access to bonus material for the shows like character questionnaires my game prep notes and exclusive videos like a post-mortem q a with the analysis complete cast once this series finishes up gail and i have lots of fun plans for the future as we continue to grow our audience and if you want to see them come to fruition please head over to patreon.com slash get out of depth and become a patron today thank you so much for listening holy shit I really appreciate it. Now with that out of the way, let's get back to the show and see what mysteries and terrors our players might uncover next. Caster you can tell that the, the frequency in your system is it's it's intensifying and you know that if it's bad down here and you think you can handle this because you're made of nuts and bolts and stuff but it is probably not safe for your human companions upstairs now i, I assume i'm kind of becoming more aware of how sound is working down here do i feel like i could safely like yell something up or is is sound like that's no that's a bad idea okay that's what I thought. I was just making sure that... Uh, guys, get out! And our ear... Everybody's heads explode. <laughs> yes. You guys should leave. Yeah. And that's how we ended the campaign. Just think if you guys did the grenades. I was Cute. excited. Oh, no. So, so, how big is this area that I'm... It, it seems fairly small, or is it pretty expansive? It's in massive. Terms of, it's Okay. So it's massive in terms of where I can walk or just like where the... Because I can see the cables are going everywhere. Yeah, so the platform is about 20 feet by 20 feet. The cables are leading off right. in all sorts of directions. Right. Like they're connected to the base of the parabola. Okay. 
So Caster's going to kind of walk down to the bottom of the uh, ladder and kind of, you know, hold up the glow stick so that yeah. everyone can see him and just kind of non- non-verbally trying to communicate of like, come down or go out kind of thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Rook, you see this. <laughs> I, I think he's calling an audible. <laughs> <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. Yeah, <laughs> Texas, Texas. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Morse code. Long, long, short, short. <laughs> Either come down here and get fucked up, or go upstairs and. Okay. <laughs> I think I think he wants to come up. I think he wants to come up, Doctor Lock. Okay, why isn't he just coming up then? I don't fucking know, but my nose is bleeding right now. Are you okay? <laughs> no. My, I feel like my eardrums are going to burst, guys. I think we have to get out of here. But Caster, come on up. Okay, we're shutting him in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like, I'm like stepping away. Like, I yeah. can't even go near it. I don't feel like. I am going to. Uh, sheesh. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. And, uh, I would like to think that my nose is bleeding, even though I didn't take damage. I think of it as my ears bleeding. <laughs> I will go ahead and just take some of my the blood from my nose and just draw an arrow on the ground right from the ladder towards the southern part of the parabola and just begin to start walking because it is hurting me, but I'm not taking damage. Yeah, not yet. Um, and I'm not looking too good with my one wound, so I'm going to immediately... Don't want to keep fucking with this. Keep going south. You, yeah. Not even telling anyone else to go. I'm just fast walking yep. over He's there. St- yeah, Rook is starting to head up the parabola. At the south. I do take a moment to, like, lean down and make this move with Caster, and I grab, like, Martin and Mel. Or Martin and I'm tr- trying puts to. his hand on you, and he says, I want to go see. I think it's going to hurt. I'm protected by the word of God. Oh, okay, okay. And he starts okay. heading towards the hole and disappearing down it. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is so fun he he starts crawling down very slowly and he's looking around and as you guys are moving up the parabola as quick as you can uh which is exhausting but martin sap says why did oh, all this was down here and the room starts to vibrate is it painful to me to, just to hear him talk down here no or? Oh, it's you not. don't have the same, like, you don't have those kind of delicate, you can, like, turn the gain down. That's kind of, yeah. In your head. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you're, you're like, hearing aids, you know what I mean? You can just kind of right. I, put I, it so at I, a I can actually, five. like, just lower the volume in a way of this place. Yeah. And he immediately start. you see, like, blood coming out of his nose. And he looks at you and he makes a shush sign. <laughs> A shush sign. Well, he basically realized that he burst his own eardrums. Okay. <laughs> oh shh. And then he points over at the console, and his eyes are huge. He's like, "What is that?" But he's mouthing it. <laughs> oh man. <Yeah>. Caster <laughs> can't believe that. Like, it's just him and Sap down here. <laughs> and David's like, "What the hell?" Uh, Caster's going to kind of shake his head and like point out. <laughs> and he shakes but his head said, back at you. You said. 
right. <laughs> wording. He's like mouthing to you. We'll Point go down. get them Point later. Okay. Casper's also going to kind of like turn down his voice in case like that that can hurt Sap. Yeah. And just say, I don't know if it is safe for you down here while I operate this. I'm protected by the word of God, Caster. If you say so. And I do. So, I I know you were able to let me add linguistics to me seeing shapes. Am I able to see, like, patterns to this? Am I able to see any type of indication that With a that one, yeah. That, yeah. That this could be, like, a language or, or, or a mathematics or numbers or, or anything like that? It's mathematics, and it's, it looks like it's a relationship between mathematics and musical notes. What? How, why would I... Th- think it relates to musical notes because of the way the blocks are shaped they correspond to like a musical meter but like a human musical meter like yeah okay like like a five six bar staff yeah okay something like that yeah all right like you can't you can't you catch that and then you're kind of parsing out the way these blocks move fill in the space of a uh of like a bar of music. Can I try and read the music? Can I kind of figure out what it's, what notes it's trying to... Actually, because you're a computer person, there are about as many strings here as there are in a harp. Wow. Well, you said it's over a hundred cables, but... Right? Did I say a hundred cables? I thought you said it was over. I think I meant a hundred feet. Oh, so there's a hundred feet, there's a hundred feet of like one cable? Of of an, of many cables. Okay, and each each one is a hundred cables, or in total, there or uh, each one is like hundred feet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're I just got different it. thicknesses. Got it. Forty forty seven, or yeah. Okay. So over over forty seven. Mm-hmm. Caster is gonna wait like a good. Does ten minutes seem like a reasonable time for everyone to get out of this bowl? Yeah. Okay. So Gaster's going to wait like 10 minutes or so uh, before going back and interacting with this uh, system and seeing what else he can do. Martin Sapp the whole time is just like anxiously like, now? Now? When now? Yeah. So when he continues to interact with it, like how is he able to manipulate? He's not doing anything. He's waiting for you. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm saying me. Oh, when Caster is trying to manipulate, you're moving blocks and geometric shapes like like pentagons, and yeah, you're fitting to them together like a what do they call those uh, shape puzzles, parallelograms or whatever. You know what, what am I talking about? You know what I'm talking about where you're like trying to make a dog with different geometric shapes. Sure, to, yeah, like yeah, one yeah. Of those. yeah. You can stack them together, and you're moving around like Tetris pieces. Okay, moving them around like Tetris pieces. So. I mean, d- does <laughs> how how many of these shapes can I rearrange? Is it just like almost infinite, or, or like is there just it's not infinite? It, I mean, each line has many enough to correspond with how many strings there are. Yeah, in the room, and then it repeats for four lines. And once you line them all up the way you want to, you can press play. Like, you can set the music. So I, I can kind of arrange it in some type of song. Yeah. And then hit play. Yeah. 
And the point was to turn it off. Can he pick blank? <laughs> I, want, I want the sound of silence. <laughs> so the issue here is that it can't be... I mean, you can turn it off, but it can't stop vibrating because of these strings. Gotcha. So the signal will continue to exist as long as these strings exist. If Castor was to try and disconnect any of these strings, does that seem something that would be easy or feasible? To, not saying he's doing it, I'm just... Uh, not with any tools that you have that you could yeah. do that, no. Mark. Yeah? I can't believe I'm about to ask you this, but... Does God have a favorite song? God loves all his children. This language seems to interact with shapes, bars of music. Do you know anything about how I could interact with this? I think whatever song you want to play, he's going to love. Music is divine, my friend. Caster, first of all, I mean, I feel like Caster has a basic understanding of music. Can we say that that's fair? That Caster yeah, would know totally how fair. to... Okay. Yeah. All right. So Caster... Caster is going to try and fill the bars with the first few lines of Beethoven's Fifth. Okay. You start composing Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. And I'm going to hit play. As the song starts to play, you hear these mechanical devices start to vibrate underneath the platform. And they're like hammers come out and start striking the strings. And the vibration down here is so intense that it would be deafening, literally deafening. And you see Martin Sapp hold his ears before his head explodes. Oh my gosh. Caster, could you roll a panic roll for me? Nice. Dr. Freya Locke and Rook, you all hear the beginning of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony echoing at a level so intense that it is shaking the ground around you. You see rocks starting to split, massive boulders echoing, and that large pillar that you all had slept under the previous night collapses. Oh, no. <laughs> Caster, you needed to roll a d20, and your stress was... Probably not good. An 11. And did you fail? I haven't rolled yet. I was waiting oh, for you to Oh, my come man, back to my man. That's how I like it. Yeah. All that's right. That's right. Here we go. Here we go. We got an 11. It's a 14. You do not panic. I'm going to get you guys one of these days. I mean, you got, you got Rook. Uh, I did. But ago. I mean, I just gave him nightmares. Yeah. I want to get that wild shit. See, I reversed it in my head. I was thinking I failed by rolling over. I was like, oh, no, that's that's right. That's right. No, yeah. I'm fine. I, I know I failed my body save a second ago. Saves also increase stress. Yeah. Saves and failed saves. And, okay. Oh, yeah. I just want to make sure I was capturing it correctly. Okay. Correct. So you should have added a stress, yes. Yes. Does anything change down here by that? song I'm being played except for an exploding head. Nothing down here changes now. Caster's also having a very unique type of, like, almost malfunction just from, like, he's not allowed to harm humans. <laughs> and he's 
just done oh, no. something that has caused the death of a human. And yeah, I almost feel like I need to do like a sanity save or something too. That was the panic roll. Uh, you're right. Yeah. It's a it was all built roll. into that. But that's yeah. uh oh oh. All right. So we have a broken-hearted android right now. <laughs> yeah. I imagine him just going like, he knew what he was getting into. Uh, he knew what he was doing. He came down here. I told I, him to leave. <laughs> Why did he not leave? I told him to leave. What if, Caster, what if you didn't wait long enough? What if your friends are still in the parabola? Oh, no. You are evil. Oh, my. What have I done? I should have waited an hour just to be safe. I I should have gone up. I should have communicated with them. Why was I so reckless? I was just so reckless. <sighs> the opening moments of Beethoven's Fifth have played out, and the vibration of them is just starting to die out and settle. Is there anything that, that uh, Sap still had on him? Like, any personal items or any... No, most of that stuff was taken off of him. It was in his yeah. vest. But I, I know all he of us He does have like... a pair of dog tags, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take his, his dog tags and I'll nervously start to climb, worrying that I just killed my companion. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dr. Freya, Locke, and Rook, you guys are seeing this landscape shift, like a tectonic shift under your feet. It is horrifying. I need you guys to make a fear save. Oh, hey. Caster isn't with us, so we don't make it a disadvantage. It's true. <laughs> That's right. Always that worked out. Well, see, this worked out absolutely perfect. I rolled the exact same thing, which I don't know if that's... No, it's not enough. I keep rolling a 36, which is right over my saves. Uh, I fail. Failure with a 58. Okay take another stress and you all see that pillar crumble that massive rock pillar crumble and for a moment you feel like the entire earth the the entire wolf room 16 is about to open up and swallow you and you feel cracks starting to open up around your feet and just as it starts to get to the point where you're fearing for your lives the music stops. Oh my gosh. Yay. Hey, so what the hell was the point? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are Castor and Martin okay? Yeah, do you know? That's a great question. I don't know if I want to go back to find out. I don't know. Uh, no, 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 no. We no. are staying right here, Devantes. You okay? No. Yeah, me either. Let's give it a few minutes here. Sap and Kester should be coming right up. I fuck my nose. Ugh. And as you say, fuck my nose, here comes Caster, stepping over the ridge. You're alive! Oh, you're all still alive. I thought I might have killed you all. Oh. Yeah, we we thought so too. Where's uh, Martin? What the fuck? Yeah, first off, where's mine? Where's he? He's, he's, he's still part of all over me. He's, Picking up, like, brain matter off, off of my head. Yeah, Caster's covered in blood. What, uh, what the fuck did you do down there? 
He said he is would he be fine. He, he, he said he was under God's protection. There's a system down there where you could interact and seem to play music. He said he would be fine. He insisted upon it. I told him to leave. I begged him to leave. Okay, 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 okay. Um, let's... It's okay. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm very confused right now. I don't even know. Oh. Are we done? Can we go? Curiosity was always considered quite a sin among androids, and here I am, an android with curiosity, killing a man. What have I done? Castor, is it done? Is, is everything done? Is there anything we need down there? I don't know what down there was. I meant, I meant in the, where Martin's stuff was. Did we grab that stuff? I have no idea. You have the grenades. You have that tactical vest. Yeah, I don't know about any, but I don't think we grabbed any of the guns or anything like that. No. Do we need anything? Or can we get out of here? I don't want to be near this thing anymore. It's, it, Castor, I'm sorry, but you're more messed up now than you were before. Down there was many different cords all interacting with, with the shapes that we've seen on the, on the area down below, and I could make music. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. We're going. We're leaving. I'm heading north. I'm out of here. I'm done with this, 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 this place. <laughs> oh my god. Devantes, you might have been right. Oh, I know I was. <laughs> Alright, let's just keep going, I guess. You know, Devantes. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you were right. And at this point, I just want to see the uh, other twist ways that we're going to get fucked up on this planet. You know what I mean? If you make it out of here, if any of us make it out of here, I just, it's going to be a miracle. So, I just, if I die, I, I hope it's a good one. Before we go, I, I just need to say something. I pause and turn. For Cass, for Sergeant Vi, for Sap, for Barry... Any man's death diminishes me because I'm involved in mankind. The best people possess a feeling for beauty, the courage to take risks, the discipline to tell the truth, the capacity for sacrifice. Ironically, their virtues make them vulnerable. They are often wounded, sometimes destroyed, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for them. Maybe that be the last death that we all have to share. Thank you, Castor. Damn, you should be a poet. Is that an original? That's Ernest Hemingway. Don't know who that is. Cool. <laughs> I read his book to you while you slept. You all start moving north. Is the plan to continue towards the forest that was unmarked on the map? Yes, I believe so. Now we're headed to the to the dome, or is which it is which is on which is in the forest, or it's on the mm-hmm. other side. Oh, of it. totally. I don't know if we want to stop before for uh, like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the. Can there's we look two, at the map? There's two hex. <laughs> yeah, sure. Has this feeling in my head changed at all in, in terms of this interference, or it's exactly the same as it always was? Oh, it's exactly the same. Yeah, okay. that's what I figured. Yeah, so within this day, you all will be able to go through one more rocky terrain hex, and then you'll choose which one of these forest hex you'll want to go through. But that's as far as you're going to make it today. Uh, to the, Through the rocky hex, or through the rocky and the You guys forest? get two hexes. 
period uh, okay. for the day. Yeah. All right. You all continue moving. Rook, could you roll a... Do you have a d6 on you? I do. Could you roll a d6 for me? Two. You guys continue moving through this hex. It's a bit of a journey. It's hard, but you guys have adjusted to it. You're no longer wearing your suits because they're not really useful. Well, we left them under that rock and now they're crushed. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) They're gone forever now. You all start heading into this rocky area and Rook, you spy with your little eye. Something glinting in the sun. Something made of metal. It's large. And it looks like it's tucked back behind a boulder. Mm. A reflection of some sort. I don't think Rook poses this as a threat, really. So no no need for binoculars. Just making your way over to it? Just walking straight over. Just kind of like signaling to the group. There's a someone over there. You know, revolver out as a precaution. But sure. then to really go at it with such defenses up. Yeah. You all trudge down into this uh, this rocky ravine, and you make your way over towards this boulder, and you discover the ATV. <gasps> oh, for the love of God, tell me it's working. Yeah, do a quick little inspection around just to make sure that if anything's out of the ordinary. The ATV is this silver and yellow four-wheel vehicle that has these little wings over the wheels that are solar panels. And they look to be in pretty good shape. However, the ATV looks like it's been sitting here for a long time. It's covered in dirt and dust. Two people could sit on it comfortably. Could you hang over the side? No, it's like a four-wheeler. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, I see, I see, I see. If two people were in it, could people like throw bags on the back? There's a cage attached okay. to the rear. That duffel bags and stuff like that could be put in. Okay, so people could still maybe like like a, their like a large basket the size of a shopping cart. Last question before I role play it out: uh, Is there a key? Is there things needed that I can turn it on? Yeah, you could turn it on. Is it just like it's a button press? Well, well, well. Uh... Captain Wakefield, Captain. You will hear the echo of Doctor Freya Locks asking for Captain Wakefield, and no response comes. Can we see any sign of why this might have been abandoned? Any tracks or any struggle or any... No, the the earth here seems to have been shifted quite a bit. Like someone just played Beethoven's Fifth at 111. <laughs> I don't think Captain Wakefield's around. No, I don't think so either. Devante's, you know how to drive this thing? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Rook, you should get in. With her. Why? Because you've been the most hurt, and we kind of need you really at your best. Right? You're physically the most essential. Devantes, I, I think you should, if Dr. Esper wants, if you want to go, if you want to stay back at the ballista, you can go ahead and head back now if you want. We don't really have use for this with it only being able to seat two, so... What are you talking about? We could take turns. Whoever's in it could scout ahead, make sure everything's safe. They can hear us coming from a mile away. I don't know if we're going to be scouting ahead on a motorcycle ATV. I don't I don't understand what you mean, they. Like, we've still got a whole day. How long? Like, they're not going to hear us coming? Like, we didn't I think it's train sick. to be silent killers in the jungle. We're not going to be quiet. 
we're dealing with a larger threat than just it's smarter than us it's more powerful than us and for all I know they don't even know that we're here yet so if you want to drive around on a little joy cruise on the ATV by all means go for it but I'm not getting that goddamn ATV it got left behind for a reason so does anybody want to use this thing well, he mentioned what? Is, what is Melanie? He mentioned reaction? Melanie taking it back to the Belissa. Mm-hmm. Am I taking Castro with me? No. If we if we run into more of that sound stuff, I think Kez is the only one that can really handle that stuff. Then I guess I'm still in. Uh, Jay, you said it's at the bottom of a ravine. Can we get it out? Yeah, easily? it looks like it. You can just ride it through this, and it'll okay. come out the other side. It seems like it could be something useful. I mean. Oh, I, I, I don't us, doubt it. If some of us need to make a quick exit, or potentially if there's one of those dogs, we could just run over it with this. It seems like a tool we could use in multiple ways. I agree. I, I was just thinking that right now we give the we give the Vandas the option to use it in any way. I, again, use it however you all want. I just... I agree. If, if not everyone wants to continue, that should always be an option. I'll use it, she says, and she hops when? onto it. She says, George, get on. George sits on the back with her. She turns it on. Wait, both of you are leaving? No. You guys can discuss which one of you want to take turns next, but we're just going to ride ahead a little bit. Cool. Sounds good to me. She wheels it around and starts continuing down the ravine at a very slow pace. I suppose we should keep walking then. Yeah. Caster, I have a question for you. Of course. I, I, I know this must be hard to talk about, but I was surprised that you said it. You said um, that Martin, when he went down there, said that he was protected by God. Yes, I asked him to leave, and he said he was under God's protection. And do you believe in God? I believe that nothing on this planet makes sense with the laws of nature as we know it. So, I believe we cannot predict what is possible here, because anything may be possible. So, if you're asking me if I think that we might be going to visit God, I would say that might be true. I let Martin go down there, too, because he said that. You know, back on the Belissa, he, um... He said that he thought God would be disappointed in us for coming. And I asked him if he believed in God, and he asked me if I did, and I didn't answer. But the truth is, I don't know how any biologist looks at the way biology works and thinks that there is no God. I don't know if that God is benevolent or malignant or anything like that, but it's there. So what do you feel about this place? Do you feel like... We may be going to see your creator. No, maybe not mine. Maybe there are different creators. You see, cells make up tissue and tissue organs. Organ systems, systems, organisms. They they all work together, and the organisms themselves work within the habitat, within the ecosystem. If you take a specific organism out, you wreck the ecosystem. And meanwhile, if you introduce an organism that was not a part of that, you also wreck the ecosystem. 
It's the same as, like, a virus. I can't help thinking that the, that this world sees us as that. That this world sees us as a virus? Yes. To be taken out. Just like the immune system attacks. And I keep wondering about this god. If it is... If there is a universal god as opposed to a ecosystem god. I don't know how our planets work together, but that tower makes me wonder if they were supposed to work together. Well, something I can't stop thinking about is down there, I was able to operate that using humanity's language of music. Humanity had infinite possibilities in terms of how they were to create the language of music. Whoever created that satellite knew of human culture. So there is a connection there, without a doubt. Maybe there is a god. You all continue walking, following Melanie Devantes and George Asper. You start to see this forest ahead of you. It's these large cypress trees. They look like cypress trees. They're, they're massive. They look like they're hundreds of years old. These huge mounds that are their roots are created, and they look like the size of igloos, these root bases. So going into it looks like it's going to be almost like a maze around these, these hills. There's not branches until this large green canopy. Unlike cypress trees, they have these just thick, rubbery-looking leaves. So the forest looks dark and ominous as you approach. Melanie Devantes turns on the ATV, and you can see her saying something to Dr. George Asper. And then they both look back at you and point towards the tree line. You all see a figure running. They're not running to you. They're running from you. They trip over one of these roots and come up quickly. And they look back terrified. And you all can see quite clearly a face. A face that you've seen for the second time. The face of Cassidy Garland. Garland. 